Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Well, uh, earlier this morning in Toronto at the Economic Club, uh, Ontario Finance Minister Vic Fideli uh, delivered the bad news. You know that uh, just after the uh, Ford government took power, they said they were going to hire some independent folks to look at the books. And uh, he delivered the message yesterday. And uh, as uh, people were chowing down on their granola and their muffins, they got some uh, rather ugly news. Joining us to talk about this, Alan Carter, anchor of uh, Global News at 5.30 and 6.00, and of course uh, also the host of Focus Ontario, which is seen uh, right through the weekend, of course, on Saturday and Sunday on Global. Alan, great to have you with us again. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Bill. Uh, by the way, uh, we're going to take water down, okay? Uh, listen, uh, you, you're a, a Burling, former Bur- you're from Burlington, so I mean, you, you, Burlington. you've got a stake in this, don't you? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not unbiased at all. I, I'm, I'm a Burlingtonian, and we're taking water down, and we might come for Flamborough too. So be careful. Well, listen, you, you heard on the news today that Cambridge now, a Cambridge councillor's written. He said he wants part of Flamborough to move up, or all of Flamborough to move up to Cambridge. Listen, by the time we finish this discussion here this afternoon, we may be part of St. Catharines. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> this, this city's breaking up as I'm sitting here, Alan. You know, I grew up in Burlington, so I have a, a natural animosity to Hamilton. Ah, there uh, you go. There you, you know, go. When you grow up in Burlington, you resent people from Oakville, and you fear people from Hamilton. <laughs> That's kind of the way it works. <laughs> we, we better move on before we both get in trouble here. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's talk about this. By the way, in all the years you've been covering Queen's Park and provincial politics, has a government ever won an election and said, you know, we looked at the books, and the other guys did a pretty good job? Yeah. Has that ever happened at all? Uh, surprise, surprise. The cupboard's bare, Bill. Yeah. Who, who could have guessed? Who knew? Who knew? What, what's weird about this one, Bill, though, is, I mean, I think we all knew that. And we all knew that that they were going to give us some self some political cover by saying, well, the cupboard is bare. I think that I am a little bit surprised, however, that what's really happened here is that the conservatives have decided to adopt Bonnie Lissick, the Auditor General's numbers. So just to give you a bit of a background on this, because it's wicked complicated and super wicked boring, because it's an accounting fight is really what it is. And you've heard about this over for the last year now. The Auditor General says that pension funds, the pension assets that are uh, held by Ontario and co-sponsored by the government, you know, they put money into it, Mm -hmm. the government has long, for, for decades and decades, counted that on the plus side of the balance sheet. Well, the auditor came in, Bonnie Lissick, after a year or so into her tenure and said, you know what, I don't think that's right. I think that you should change that. And by the way, that means your deficit is now, you know, in the, in the range of $20 billion higher. And the government said, no, absolutely not, under the liberals. And they went and got independent, uh, you know, experts to back up their advice. And then there was, you know, accountants fighting on either side. And what has happened here is that the conservatives have come in and said, no, we're we believe, Bonnie, we're going to take that $20 billion off the, you know, right off the books, and that's why we're going to end up now with a $15 billion deficit. But, and it's to their political advantage, because, I mean, the larger that deficit looks, the, the more they can say to these, you know, hey, this wind government really, really screwed it up. Well, and you heard that from Fidelity today, you yeah. know, some of the things that he said, you know, this is bad news, but at least we have the truth, and this is going to require, uh, you know, he didn't say sacrifice, but it, it's going to require... Um, you know, everybody to pitch in, which is a way of saying we're going to cut right across the board to try and eliminate this deficit. 
Well, and, and one follows the other, doesn't it? I mean, every time a government wants to go into an austerity mode, they always have to justify it by saying, look, at this is bigger than we thought. I mean, Greg Sobera did it when the McGinney people took over. Ernie Eves did it when uh, Mike Harris took over. It's, uh, it's, it's almost a tradition at Queen's Park, isn't it? It is, and you know what? The Liberals tried to stop that. They brought in um, this law or, or, or this regulation that says that the auditor has to sign off on the finances before you go to an election so that you can't have this sort of situation. The problem is that that, after, that was fine for you know the 2011 election. It was fine in the 2014 election, but under Bonnie Lissick, now in 27, or 2018, pardon me, you know, she wouldn't sign off on it because she said, no, you, you, you're counting $20 billion where you shouldn't. And so, so even though that we were trying to protect ourselves from this sort of thing happening in the future, it still happens. i got to ask you, long term, uh, their, their decision to accept Bonnie Lissick's numbers here, is that going to come back and bite them? I mean, as they try to wrestle with it? Because at some point they're going to have to own the budget and the deficit. Well, yeah, I, it, it is a, a, a concern. If, if they take Bonnie's numbers, which they are, then you're looking at a $15 billion budget. Then you're looking at massive cuts to try and get the balance to balance the books. And that $15 billion de- deficit, that doesn't even include any of the promises, any of the campaign promises that Ford made, whether it's money for mental health, whether it's, you know, how are we going to cut down the, 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 the amount for hydro or whatever. Like, how, how, where's he going to get money to, to do the things that he said he's going to do? I think all of it is up in the air now. When's the budget come down? Because obviously one follows the other here. I mean, I, this is, I, I know they've started working on the numbers already, but, and, and they needed this to come out, first of all, to justify this. But I, I get the feeling that we're going to get a shock when he rises in the House. It's not what they're going to spend it on. It's what they're not going to spend it on, I guess, that's really going to be of concern now. Yeah, and that's, we've got some months to go. That's not till the spring that we get the budget. The annual budget comes out usually in March. Sometimes it can it can move into April a little bit, um, and, and sometimes even be later. But what you're going to – so this is the first um, – this is where they had Gordon Campbell look at the numbers overall. They're also still doing a line-by-line audit, uh, which is still ongoing. This is sort of the overview, which Fidelity released today. And so as they go through line by line, I think we're going to find out they'll start they'll start you know hinting at what where the cuts are going to be, but you're right, it is going to be a cold winter in provincial politics. Does this uh, slow down uh, some of the announcements that, uh, that Doug Ford has already made about, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that? Uh, obviously, they, they knew that it was going to be an ugly number when they started doing this, and, and this obviously verifies that for them. But at the same time, they had to know that this was coming, and yet they, they still, as you mentioned, continued to say, hey, we're going to get this for you. Mental health money, we can do that. Money for that, yeah, we can do that too. Uh, I would oh, think, I, I would think yeah. that's got to slow down. Well, yeah, you would you would think, and 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 perhaps we are going to see a, a speech from the premier perhaps next week that says, okay, you know, we didn't see this. The liberals of, you know, as the the premier said, the liberals didn't just cook the books; they were frying them. Um, and as a result, we have to adjust a whole bunch of things. That is a real po- strong possibility. 
Where do we go here on policy, though, Alan, with the, with this announcement, with this revelation about where we are from a financial standpoint right now? Uh, and you mentioned a couple of the things that I think a lot of people were looking for, like hydro rates uh, being one of them, that, hey, he's going to lower those, the price of gasoline, but I guess that's supposed to happen at some point in the future, but that's going to mean less revenue, too. Do they have to do an about turn on some of these things? Um, it's. I don't think they have any big spending numbers on their promises that they're going to have to above face. On the gas, they're already taking credit for the uh, dip in gas prices that we've seen this week, saying that that is the result of uh, the cancellation of cap-and-trade. So the government is uh, taking credit for that. What, what I find interesting is that next week, you know, something will happen in Saudi, and gas prices will go right back up again. And, uh, you know, what was that all for? So that's one thing. Um, but I think the government is really just right now laying down this track, this messaging. We're in big trouble here. The liberals have screwed us over. Uh, therefore, we've got to do all of these painful things. And, and it's, the, it's an old story, as you know, Bill, in the first two years of your mandate, that's where you put your pain. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what they'll do. Well, and, you know, Mike Harris, uh, it, I guess, set the standard for that. I mean, you know, the first two years of his mandate, that's when he went into, well, uh, first of all, amalgamations. Uh, how did that go for him? Uh, a, a whole new system, of course, of calculating property taxes, uh, current value assessment, which screwed everybody around, too. But uh, people tended to forget about that after two years, and they reelected him. Yes, uh, yeah, they did, um, because, you know, two, two years into it, he was, you know, switched it up, and it wasn't quite as, um, you know, quite as harsh in terms of the cutbacks. But here's the thing that I, I, I think is that, uh, you know, Ontarians are pretty much, by and large, middle of the road, don't like a lot of controversy, and if we see what we saw at Queen's Park this week with, you know, over, you know, midnight sittings and this madness over the notwithstanding clause, I mean, what was that all about? All, you know, now we don't have to use it, but yet he, the Premier expended a lot of political capital on it. I think a lot of people uh, support the Premier, what he's doing. I, I don't think that there's, even though polling is saying that about 50-50 are um, opposed uh, and in favor of using the notwithstanding clause, you know, the thing is, is that people are going to get tired if it, every time they turn on the TV there's another protest or there's some other kind of circus-like thing going on. Ontarians don't like that kind of thing. Well, again, you get another one this afternoon. Uh, st- I mean, students are there to, to protest the sex ed curriculum. Uh, some of them are going to show up at Queen's Park, I guess. Others are doing it in different neighborhoods. But you're right, there's a consistency to that. You know, back to Harris for a second, though, Alan. One of the things that he did, I think quite masterfully, uh, when he introduced those those things about amalgamation and about current value assessment, uh, was he basically shoved the blame onto the municipalities and said, "Look at if you guys you know were better at, at handling your own budgets, this wouldn't have any impact on those poor taxpayers after all." Uh, and you got to wonder if that's a tool in, in you know that Vic Fidelity is going to try to use here as well. That that well, the onus is going to be on the municipalities here. Yeah, I mean, it's possible that they might download or try to, you know, offset other, you know, move the, you know, expenses. I mean, that's what Harris did, right, is he, he took a whole bunch of stuff off the provincial books and just shoved it right down on the municipalities and said, look, my books are great. Your books are terrible. Um, so I, I, I don't know how much there, – there's been some changes with when the liberals were last – their last budget, they uploaded a whole bunch of things and took a whole bunch of costs away from the municipalities. I think you might see those coming back. 
What are the concerns uh, in Toronto? Because I know there are some here at Hamilton about capital projects and some of the commitments that that uh, Mr. Ford had made during the campaign, especially when it comes to things like public transit. Uh, is is this the precursor for him to say, well, maybe not so fast, let's hold off on that? That's tough to say. I think we have to wait to find out what the finance minister is planning in terms of return to balance. So, you know... This is all carefully planned out in terms of the messaging. This is what governments do. They don't tell you everything all at once. They let us chew it over on the radio bit by bit, morsel by morsel, and then then you move forward. So Fidelity's not saying how quickly he's going to move back to balance. So, yeah, all right, we got a $15 billion deficit, fine. Um, well, I don't think anybody thinks that's fine, but nevertheless, okay, 15 How many years until we get to zero. I think that probably what he'll say is we'll aim to have the books balanced by the end of our mandate, which gives them some wiggle room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other governments, well, the deficit hasn't been as large with other governments. I think I think the McGuinney government did it within two years or something like that, but I think they were only dealing with about three at that point, uh, not the 15 that Fidelity was talking about this morning. But it's well, we a, were up to 20 at one point. Yeah. Uh, we were over 20 at one during the, the recession, and then it it you know then it was a sort of a mantra of the Wynn and McGinty liberals that by 2017 2018 that they would balance the books and they claim they did today Fidelity said no no that that was a lie. What the, now the other aspect of this obviously is some of the other program cuts that he's talked about. Uh, is is that an apples and oranges comparison? For instance, you know they're introducing legislation now to to officially kill the Green Energy Act. Uh, but that doesn't count on the books here. That's not part of the deficit. That's not projected money. That's uh, that's a whole different thing, isn't it? Yeah, there's no money involved with that. That doesn't change. That's anything. just not, that's and just and money they're not going to spend. Yeah, and that green energy announcement was. I mean, they basically came in and canceled something that has been canceled for years, even though it still exists on the books. You know, the the Green Energy Act was brought in in 2009 by McGinty. In 2013, when uh, Wynne came in, she changed a ton of stuff, like the feed-in tariff, the the siting rules under the previous uh, energy minister. They changed a whole bunch of stuff. So, you know, the the conservatives can talk about, well, you know, uh, the, the... the Green Energy Act is terrible, all of these things. Well, that's kind of in the past. It, it wasn't really like, it was more of a show piece yesterday, that cancellation. Yeah, because there's been a freeze on that for the longest time. Where, where do they go from now? I've got about a minute left here. I mean, you mentioned the budget's not going to be till springtime, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a long, cold winter here. I'm wondering exactly what we're going to do with the numbers here and how this government's actually going to uh, start to do business when they get back into the legislature. Because usually, uh, when you get bad news like this, there's usually a reaction from the government to say, well, we're going to have to do this. It, it, are you expecting something like that? And not necessarily a budget, but at least some sort of a fiscal readjust? Yeah, I am. I think that now that we have this out there, this number out there, you're going to start seeing some kind of indication from the government of, you know, where they're going to place their priorities. And like we talked about, I think fairly in, in fairly short order, you're going to he- hear from the premier, you know, talking about, okay, what does this really mean? You know, you sure he'll castigate the liberals and, you know, say every nasty thing in the book, which is, by the way, can somebody tell the Ford government that they won the election? Can somebody <laughs> mention to them that they already won? 
because it sounds like sometimes that they don't know. They haven't been able to figure out how to stop being the opposition. But nevertheless, he will outline where the changes in priorities are going to be because of the new deficit number. Alan Carter from Global TV, uh, 530 at 6, speaking to us to his uh, Burlington home in downtown Waterdown. Uh, thanks so much for the time today. <laughs> oh, quickly, i got 10 seconds left here. What's on Focus Ontario this week? Uh, Focus Ontario, we, uh, we're going to talk about notwithstanding or what in the world was all that about. And Martin Red Cohn from the uh, Toronto Star, the columnist, who uh, really raises the ire of the Ford government. He's on the show this weekend. He seems to, yeah. Looking forward to it. Thanks again, Alan. Have a great weekend. All right, thanks, Bill. Alan Carter from Global TV. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.